Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Phil Prophet and his vast fortunes. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Phil, Don, and Jason of Phil Prophet and his vast fortunes. How you guys doing? Hey, Chuck. Good. Hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you guys for being on. Um, So I think it might have been Phil that you reached out to me, um, but I uh, basically, you know, we were talking a little bit before, but I was telling you that I stumbled upon you guys at the Corktown Festival. I I can't remember, was it Friday night you guys played or Saturday? Friday, I think. Yeah, I think it was the first night, right? Yeah, first night. Yep, yep. Because I was going to, I was there to see the War Horses. Um, Oh, yeah, great band. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, mm. I love those dudes. Powerful. And, yeah. And so you guys are playing. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, it's kind of that old school country that I grew up with. Um, you know, that George Jones, uh, you know, the Merle Haggard kind of feel. The, um, But but also you guys are putting your own spin on it. It's not just like regurgitating mm-hmm. and, and covering the old stuff. Um, but you still have that flair as opposed to what some people call country music, which it, I just can't get into it. I'm sorry. Just like, it's not for me. There's uh, a heavy Americana feel around yeah. country music, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Uh, so, uh, so, I was wond- so I was wondering how you guys uh, got together. How did the band start? Yeah, so um, it's, uh, it's a long and sorted story, Chuck. No, uh, I had this... I had, you know, I had decided uh, at some point, I don't know, maybe 2017, 18, that I wanted to start getting back into music. I had taken some time off from playing. And, you know, as um, I don't know, at my age, I feel like, you know, rock and roll music was, I don't want to say past me, but, you know, uh, I just, I, I felt a little, a little more like um, some traditional country music sounded uh, more interesting to me at that time. And, like I said, I had taken some time off from playing and um, I decided that I want to put a band together that was was really reminiscent of, of, of the traditional stuff I like. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. Merle Haggard and George Jones and, you know, I'm a big fan of Buck Owens. Oh, yeah. And uh, I wanted to um, I really wanted to emulate the Bakersfield sound. Um, it's because it has, it, you know, Bakersfield has a real has a real um, rock and roll underlying um, theme and, and feel to it. You know, uh, Bakersfield was kind of na- the, the answer to Nashville's big band sound as it emerged. So uh, it was it was really more for common folk and, um, you know, may- maybe bar goers, right? Drinkers yeah. and things like that. And yep. a little bit more of the people's music, if you will. And um, so it really kind of hit home and I was really starting to feel like it was, it, it felt right to me to, 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 you know, play and, and write. So I started writing some songs and, um, you know, I put together a, a group of a couple of guys who were willing to play with me, but pretty soon it, it felt like they were like saying to me, you know, you, you should go and try to maybe find some better guys, you know, <laughs> and, and like, maybe we outgrew you, but, but, but not, not at all because they were, they were, I mean, they're good players. You know, I love these yeah. guys. They, they, they help. they actually helped get me off the ground, um, to find, to find these characters. And, um, <laughs> I don't endorse any of these websites per se, but there, there, there was one that I found both of these guys on. Um, and it was just kind of a fluke, you know, I, I, 
I found Jason's number and, you know, on a lot of these websites, they don't like to share, you're not supposed to share a lot of information because they want you to pay a subscription, but you could truncate your phone number, whatever, Yeah. which Jason was wise enough to do. And, um, and I, I called him and he's like, you know, he can tell his side, but he's like, you know, I never, I really never played any kind of country music and, but, I, but I want to learn new stuff. I want to try different things. At the time he was playing upright in a rockabilly band and, um, we decided we'd get together and he and I, of course, hit it off very well. Um, I think the first time we talked, Jay was, I don't know, two hours. I mean, we talked about <laughs> as much about hair and, and, and clothes as we did music for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's important. That's half the show to me, Chuck. And Jay. So uh, I like yeah. to worry, how does my hair look? Not do I remember the lyrics, you right. know, because <laughs> most of the time I won't remember the lyrics, but um so Jason and I hit it off real well. We we added a drummer who was a good guy and uh, kind of same thing. He was like, "You guys are you guys are really good. You, you got to get somebody better." But in the meantime, we found we found Don, and I, I found Don through the same the same search thing. Don had the foresight to truncate his number, and we got a hold. And, and the same thing. Don and I talked for damn near an hour. <laughs> no background in country music. However, this character is from Virginia. I don't I don't really I don't get it. Um, I don't get but, it either. <laughs> yeah. But, but like I always say about Don, he's toured the world in other places. So he, he had a lot of experience and he came down and got a feel for what we were doing. And I don't know, a week or so later, he took one of my originals and recorded it and he turned into Merle Travis for all of a sudden, Jason said. And he got a pair, what he did is he got a pair, he bought a pair of cowboy boots and turned into Merle Travis. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was like summer-ish uh 2019 oh wow and okay. uh we, we ended up getting a drummer that we play with today uh nick and 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 we we played our first we played our first free gig of course in, in hamtramck and um devil's rodeo devil's rodeo we played oh, that's right cool. which is getting renewed here pretty soon and um from there it kind of took off we people came in they saw us and we actually played to a pretty good audience and and, and folks were like who in the hell are these guys you know like uh, all these old old men up on stage, you know what, what's happening here? You know, because the, the audience was like, you know, thirty-ish, maybe. Right, right. And but it, was, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And then, honestly, Chuck, right after that, people just kind of started calling, and and we had gotten by the time probably February of 2020 came around, we were already we had already been booked out through the summer, which was pretty cool. And yeah. I didn't. I literally made one phone call to get onto the devil's rodeo open mic night thing. And it, that's how it worked out. So then the pandemic hit and then yeah. of course we, we had to take some time off. And so we kind of got back together here uh, strong in 2021, June, of, basically one year ago now. And, uh, and have been very busy, frankly. Awesome. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Uh, these guys can join in and tell their story too. I mean, how we got together is, Unless you yeah. want to move Chuck to your show, man. No, no, yeah. I, I definitely want to get everyone's uh, everyone's story because I'm interested about like how you guys got together. So uh, maybe uh, Jason. Well, um, I mean, there's not much more to tell from what what he said. It's it was. Uh, <laughs> I've, never, I've never been a country guy. I, I've I've never never been a fan really. So it was a big change for me. But it wasn't much different. Uh, you know, I was. I was I was a punk metal guy too, you know. Um, uh -huh. All the bands you went to see in Maryland, I mean, I, I knew, I've probably seen most of them. <laughs> so, um, 
and uh but i was a big punk guy I started in the punk scene mostly playing um and i was doing a lot of uh, rockabilly and oldies and stuff before i met phil and and uh you know it kind of kind of dragged that uh that rockabilly thumping sound to his yeah. stuff a little bit you know inadvertently but it kind of worked out and it gives yeah. us a little bit of a different different edge um yeah. and uh yeah i've i mean i've been having fun and now I'm now I'm playing in four country bands probably. <laughs> so you know I, I love I love doing it. And uh, if it weren't for if it weren't for Phil getting me to cross that threshold, yeah, you know it's uh I just I, I love it. It's it's like a way of life now for me. So that's awesome. That's very cool. But, uh, uh, and- I, I also hear it's uh, uh that's where world punk rock guys go to die is country. <laughs> music, so. Well, you know, so it does, I mean, I don't know as much punk, but rockabilly for sure yeah. uh, definitely dovetails into, you know, some of the things that, I mean, country, good country to me, you know, like kind of the old school stuff and rockabilly, they, they, they fit nicely. You can put those bands on the same bill and it's great. You could put a punk yeah. band actually with a country band and be pretty cool bill too. So yeah, um, yeah I'm actually trying to push more for, for that in, in general. I mean, the punk Detroit is a punk rock city. Man. Yeah. It's, it is a punk rock city. No matter who it is, what night you go, it could be a Tuesday night down in, you know, down at uh, old Miami or something. And, you know, it's a, it's a full house. See yeah. some of the great, great, great young punk bands down here nowadays, like the toe heads and, yeah. and Dear darkness and stuff like that. I love all oh, those. Yeah. Bands. Yeah. I'd love to do a show with, with, with this band, with, uh, with some of those, with some of those punk bands so it, it, yeah. i think it'd be a good time yeah hell yeah uh so don how about you uh, your your introduction with phil uh so how did that work out for you because i think you said you hadn't played country either right no no i hadn't um <laughs> like i said I, I i did grow up in virginia in fact i went to high school in appalachia oh. um so i i heard a bit of it um yeah i probably all, all i Although I, I think I heard a bit more bluegrass than I did um, the roots country stuff, but I played rock. I'm a rock and roll, and in a high school band, we covered you know like Led Zeppelin and ZZ Top and all the stuff that when we played bars, they wanted to hear. Right. Um, so that's but but you know that on the you know driving to the gigs, you turn on the radio is mostly country. So um, you're driving around town. So, but yeah, Phil contacted me. And I said, and I told him, well, I don't, I don't play country, you know, I don't, I don't <laughs> do it. But he said, but I thought it'd be cool to jam with him because it sounded very interesting. Yeah. And I like the songs. I mean, it's great songs. I was like, yeah. I got there and Jason's with his upright and it just had a sound, you know, it had a yeah. percussive sound and Phil's songs were, Phil's songs are great. And he had that Telecaster and, I mean, I just wanted to jam with people because I moved to Detroit about three years ago. So I'd only lived in Detroit a very short time before he contacted me. And I thought, oh, cool. great, it's a good way to network with people. Even if I'm, I'm probably not going to be a fit for the band, they won't want me, but at least I'll have met them. Right. Right. And, uh, but it didn't turn out that way. It, I <laughs> stuck with it. And awesome. the next thing you know, <laughs> uh, I, I play a Telecaster more than any other guitar right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's about that's about that's about it but yeah it's it's you know another thing i think you know one thing that was interesting though when i played i was like I, I reached down and i reached back for some george harrison riffs and some pete townsend riffs and these these guitar players that were more 
country influence than say a blues player like Jeff Beck or Jimmy yeah. Page, that kind of that kind of blues influence, which I had too, but I also played a whole lot of Who and a whole lot of Beatles stuff. So those those riffs that I'd learned and those those themes and, and phrases I'd learned from those players, I just started playing them with Phil's music and it worked <laughs> and, and now I've got now I've got my own but I remember doing a couple of riffs off of Quadrophenia going oh it actually fits with this country music <laughs> <laughs> that's so, crazy yeah well I'm curious now because um like so both you and Jason you know at no country background but did you um did you go back and like say all right I need to go listen to some of that that, uh, you know, those bands, well, you know, Merle and I'll, George. I'll and tell you what, uh, my biggest, my biggest influence um, in the country meeting Phil was a big, he's a big fan of Dale Watson. Oh, uh, yeah. And if I, Phil plus Dale Watson turned me into country music. <laughs> I mean, that's, and yeah, and I, I've, I, that's, I mean, it's really all, I, it's, not all, not exclusively, but I pretty much only listen to country. I'm getting listening to a lot of bluegrass and stuff now too. Yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, it's opened up a whole new world for me. You know, it's just and it's just additional too. I mean, I still go back and you know, I mean, still got misfits on the wall <laughs> down here, and right. you know, I mean, I, I still go back and listen to some old crass records and stuff like that, or yeah. Iron Maiden all the time, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, but I still, you know, it's, I'm still mostly country and, and it's, and it's like, I, I actually want to thank Phil for, you know, doing that for me because it's a whole new world, man. It's a whole new world. That's and awesome. I, I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's really become, Jason's really become a hell of a player. Um, he's, he's, he's probably the most fun upright player you'll see out there. There's some good players, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but he's probably one of the most fun entertaining he adds he definitely adds to uh to the show for sure right and uh phil i, I was wondering like how did you get into country music what, what was your background in it well much like you chuck i had i kind of grew up my dad was from uh from kentucky and he was from london kentucky and uh moved up here to get a job of course you know in in the late 60s and um I was when I was a when I was a real young kid. I I, I really just emulate you know this. I don't know how true it is nowadays, but I, I really emulated my dad a lot. You know. Yeah. Um. And uh, he, this, I I guess the interest in the in the um the knowledge of some of that uh, some of that music uh just started to kind of hit home again. And you know, my dad died in seventeen, so I don't know if that had a lot to do with it. I like maybe there's a catalyst. I don't know. Yeah. I started playing music with a friend of mine. I hadn't, I, had, I literally hadn't picked up the guitar in, in many, many years. And he was, he was playing kind of like Americana stuff, you know, and writing a lot of songs, just a hell of a lot of songs. And I was actually dabbling with lead guitar. I'm not really a lead guitar player. I, I have a lot of limitations on the instrument, but um, that doesn't stop me from spending money on them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I was going to say it, that Les Paul back there looks awesome. Is it Les Paul or is that? Before? It is. That's a Les Paul. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. Um, so, uh, and uh, yeah, that, that one too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, I, I guess the, the, the background came just to, you know, just it rubbed off from my dad. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and 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 I, I you know he 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 loved literally loved I can't believe how much he loved Conway Twitty and George Jones oh, loved Conway them Twitty. you know it's another one yeah like he couldn't stand it that's just so so my you know I think I think I matured into it more than anything, you know. Like I didn't spend a lot of I didn't spend my life playing country music for sure. Right. I don't even like to call what I play country music. Honestly, this is this is something that um, you know I I don't I don't I'm not a listener of of, of, of modern pop country music. I don't really listen to it. Don't relate to it. Yeah. Um, but what I what I like to do is is I like to listen to the stories and I like to tell funny maybe anecdotes when i write you know yeah. silly little things um that i just you know i like to turn a phrase and that to me that that was really what a lot of the traditional stuff is it just turned a nice phrase oh for sure and like i said i love you know i really I, i'm a big fan of buck owens but you know buck didn't write all his music it was fun to listen to but he didn't turn a phrase like like merle haggard turned a phrase you know yeah so i'm i'm a, I'm a big merle haggard fan and I'm a I'm a fan of of what he writes. I'm not allowed to listen to some of the song because it gets it tends to be a little misogynistic according to my daughters. So <laughs> yeah, there's a couple there's a couple of songs I'm not allowed to even listen to, let alone play. But, um, he he's been a big influence on my playing. You know, Jason mentioned Dale Watson. Dale's been a been a real big influence on my playing too. And I like I said, I never really played lead guitar. Yeah. Um, and maybe I still don't, but they have definitely inspired me to to learn the instrument and you know since i've been playing it, it it's uh it's become a lot a lot easier a lot more fun and and don's a great don's a great player um oh yeah he, I, he's I was, extremely versatile you know yeah i definitely enjoyed his leads and and playing. he doesn't teach me anything um but it's okay because <laughs> i'll tell you what i'll tell you what he, he's 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 the best side man i can ask for because He'll follow me all the way down to hell and back. <laughs> and usually when I give him the nod, he, he just brings us all the way back to where we need to go. And people forget about what I just did. You know? <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's just having a good lead player for. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you touched a, a bit, Phil, on, on some of your uh, influences. And I was curious um, for, for Don and Jason. So, Don, what, who are some of the people that influenced you to – play guitar oh gosh um well it was uh well first of all it was beatles um i that was some of the my dad was a symphonic musician so i i heard i you know he would take me to his rehearsals and the concerts so i yeah, i heard a lot of that then i heard the beatles when i was like six and i'm like oh yeah this is cool stuff you know yeah. it's not and i liked classical too but the the, the Beatles and that just that just went on and on I mean it just suddenly it was you know all the other bands of the time and I would watch the monkeys show on TV when they had a TV show <laughs> yeah oh yeah it was great um and and then you know then then Queen and then you know Led Zeppelin and Hendrix and and you know all the big all the biggies of the day right um were there uh then Jeff Beck came out with a blow by blow album that just it definitely just that blew me away. Yeah. And then then I'll listen to progressive rock and listen to you know like Nectar and Genesis and Yes and a whole bunch of those bands. Um, 
but yeah, the concerts were huge. Like, you know, seeing the James gang in concert and Edgar Winter, oh, nice. um, seeing the who with Keith Moon. Oh, geez. Um, got, got to see that. Um, uh, you know, Fleetwood Mac, um, just a bunch of bands. Uh, I would just go to concerts all the time and just, you know, the big acts were really yeah. good. Yeah. And um, then I start really getting into jazz a lot. And cool. You, you notice he didn't mention Elvis at all. <laughs> I, no. I heard Elvis and I heard some stuff, but yeah, I wasn't, I, I was, I was definitely a rocker. I was just, yeah. I liked rock. And then, then the punk stuff started coming on. I ended up in a punk band and, um, and then it was modern rock, you know, modern oh, rock. Right. Yeah. And then it was in a modern rock band, you know, yeah. modern stuff. the cars. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah uh, but it was it was rocking it was a guitar band it was a guitar band i played some keyboards on the side and i had a guitar and that was nice. it was i like that the singer played really good guitar he had a nice old gretch with p90s in it and it sounded nice. great yeah the gretch yeah so jason how about you what was your uh, what got you wanting to play music well um i guess uh I mean, I, I was, I really started out in metal. So uh, like, you know, thrash, and, huh. you know, so like, you know, guys like Cliff Burton and Steve Harris and stuff like yeah. that got me into playing bass. I just, you know, and that's a weird thing too. It's like, you know, why, you know, why can't you be normal and play guitar, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I just, bass is always, it's always, I've, I've always felt it that, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a field player now. It's, you feel the bass, you, you know, you just, you know, when you're at shows, you feel that, yeah, that boom and that, you know, and that's it just always got me there. And like, like I said, like bands like Iron Maiden, Slayer, Metallica, and stuff like that. But then I started getting more into punk and, you know, like the Ramon, Dee Dee Ramon, you know, and yeah, that just that, that really fast driving stuff, you know, it got me. And then, you know, I just, uh, I started getting more into rockabilly, even from like early on with the cramps. And even I, mean, I was a big Elvis fan too when I was young. So I've always been, Bill Black's always been kind of a, always wanted, it always got me to want to play upright bass. And yeah. I finally did it like seven, seven, eight years ago, finally bought an upright and started playing more rockabilly. Um, Bill Black's big influence, uh, Willie Dixon, but blues, you know. Yeah um stuff like that so i mean there i'm all over the place with <laughs> with people that people that i look up to different styles and um and even now i i mean i i even get more and more different uh like different players different music country music people that i look at that's that kind of influence me and in what i'm doing now so it's it never stops i mean it's never like I don't go back always to my influences when I was a kid. I'm gonna find yeah. new influences now. Even local guys, you know, um, I look up to bass players like you know Chuck Bartels and, yeah. and Takashi Kyo and guys like that. I mean, they're showing me new stuff every time I see them play. You know, so right. it's you know it's it never stops. Everybody, I mean, musicians should always be influencing each other and 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 supporting one another cool. and. Uh, that's the way I see it. You just never stop learning. When you do, um, you know, you get stagnant. I think. Yeah. So. Well, it, that's kind of the beauty of you know being involved in music, whatever that level yeah. is. I think for folks like you, um, myself included, you know, I just uh, not 
you have some friends that kind of get stuck, you know, maybe you have some friends from high school and they, uh, they yeah. still listen to those same bands, you know, like you listen to when you were with them yeah. and, you, um, and you try to turn them on to something else. And they're like, I have no idea, even if it's like a different genre, but it's maybe some older or newer. And they're like, yeah. Whoa. I think it's just part of people's DNA, really. You know, they, they either get into music and they want to keep exploring and, and find out what else is out there. And whether they play or not, you know, they're, they're still kind of exploring. It sounds like you guys are doing the same kind of thing. Um, yeah, it just makes for good fans, too. Yeah. What's I just said it makes for good fans, too. You know, people who are just exploring music. It's, it's, it's cool to see that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think that was a nice thing about the, that Corktown um, series. You had a, a, you know, stage one, you got somebody playing, um, you know, uh, punk rock, or you got, you know, uh, another Americana singer songwriter thing that you had, you guys, you got war horses. It was, yeah. 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 Like, we get to put that when we were playing Corktown coming up, um, we're playing on the same, same venue as uh, as Cult of Space Skull, who's one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite live bands. Those so I, I'm, I'm kind of thrilled thrilled to see that too. And we're <laughs> it would be more different, and, <laughs> uh, and it's cool to cross pollinate like that. So because yeah. you, you get people that you know, would never think of listening to a certain band, and they just see something, and you know, it just catches them. You know, yeah. that's a cool thing. That's what I love about the festivals like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we've got uh, a fan on here, Hugh. Can yeah, Hugh. Hey, Hugh. Hugh, can you hear us? <laughs> Hugh, that's a good one. That's our number one. That's our number one fan, Chuck. Is it? <laughs> Maybe number two. All right. It look, looks like you're muted. Is it Mr. Oh, there you go. Mr. Jass? <laughs> Hugh, Hugh. <laughs> yeah, Hugh Jass. Hugh Jass. <laughs> that's that's hard luck pete that yeah. is hard luck pete <laughs> awesome hey, buddy. how are you Pretty good how are you doing doing all right i i was just you know i have no life so i figured i'd see what the fuck you guys are doing <laughs> awesome. smoking any meat today <laughs> uh i grilled uh, <laughs> again again I grilled and I, I made uh, gummies today. So, oh, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, that nice. <laughs> <laughs> so was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Pete, do you have any questions for these guys? Wow. Uh, uh oh, uh -oh. <laughs> he's on the spot. I'm afraid. Where, uh, yeah. Phil, when did you give up and just uh, go gray hair? Oh. Probably when I was 19, man. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I think it all kind of started to go. Does it? Can you tell us, Gray? Here, I'm hoping. And I'll tell you what, the no, state department silver. What? It's silver. Right. The uh, right. It is silver. The state department says it's brown. The state department says it's brown. It's brown on my passport, so it's brown to me. Illegally brown. The chicks yeah. it. <laughs> So when, when your, uh, I don't know if you've said this before I came on, but when is the full release come out of uh, Turning Right? Yeah, that's a good question, Pete. So um, I have been talking to a, a radio promoter, and um, we are talking about putting it out this summer. Um, I think 
we'll probably be talking here pretty soon. So I, I would imagine like if, if I go this route, if we end up going this route, it will be before August. It'll be July, August timeframe. If we don't, then we're going to have to retroactively do a re record release and you're definitely invited. <laughs> <laughs> I, I decline. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hashtag profit sucks. <laughs> yeah, uh, hashtag profit sucks. Uh, this be my next T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, but that's great. Uh, how many? How many songs? I, I've I've listened the, to it but for the for yeah. the fans. Yeah, right. The, thank you, Pete. And Pete's been Pete's been spinning this thing since spinning my single uh, thick and thin since it came out. Uh, soft oh, yeah. release came out yeah. for a while. He's yeah, he's yeah. trying to make me rich, spending on Apple Music. So, he's <laughs> today, my <laughs> yeah, I, I, right, exactly. I'll take one, I'll point zero zero four cents every time. Hey, you made about eighty eight cents at this point. Yeah, I think Pete. I think I'm supposed to see a check for about twenty five dollars, right, Pete? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. I'm a pro. Uh, so there are eight songs on the single. You can get on, you can see it on Spotify or Apple streams anywhere. Um, stream on Apple, by the way, is a good place to do it because uh, we do, artists do get paid more. Just a, well, actually, you get paid double basically on on Apple Music. Nice. Yeah, um, compared to Spotify. Yeah, um, Spotify. I'm waiting for title to come in because I, I have a title account too, and I'm waiting to find out when because they're supposed to pay almost a buck a stream from what i heard yeah and i don't nice. think, yeah wow. there's, there, but anyway yeah them and napster i don't remember napster back in the oh, day yeah. oh, but yeah. napster pays the most uh, out of all of the streaming services but i don't know anybody who uses napster now no. not free. They, got shut, they got shut down yeah. yeah so 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 eight songs on turning right um it's it's a pretty good mixture of um which you can you can find on spotify now um and all the other uh, all the other platforms and um it's kind of a mix it's a good mix of 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 my original music um it gives you kind of a good feel it's got it, it's got a little bit more of a sun records feel uh to to a lot cool. of it there's there's a little bit of um there's a little 70s country on there too you know for a couple of songs Nice. Um, and we also do we also do a cover. We pretty much own this cover though of uh, of uh, the Hamtramck Mama, uh, which is written. It was by the York Brothers and it released first back in 1939. And then that song, I'll tell you what, man, that get, that's that's about their version is about as rockabilly as you could find. Um, nice. and so that was released what on your your uh, the day you were born, huh? Actually, yeah, <laughs> right. the day my dad was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but World War II, you know, the big one. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was it was pre pre the big one. Uh, yeah, but yeah, we kind of own that song, man. We we we. Oh yeah, we, you guys rock that out. It's great. Yeah, thank you. Called it, uh, they called it Country Boogie. Yeah, right. Uh, and, it was actually banned. Nineteen thirty nine. They they released it, and I don't I don't know all of the history. There's a guy locally that does, but. Um, there the, there's a couple of band verses. They talk about the devil in it and all kinds of stuff. And but oh, they yeah. it, even more interesting than that. That song sold early on. I don't know about in 1939, but early in the first years, over 300,000 copies. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, 
That's a that's a sizable yeah. That's a hell. I think it was banned on some places. It was yeah, it was in Detroit. It was banned. They banned it. The mayor didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that country boogie. That's like a precursor to rockabilly for sure. Oh man, they killed that. Yeah, all their songs. Uh, I'll, next time we do a record, we'll probably put another uh, another York Brothers song on too. Yeah. Nice. I have to go check this out. Island Park Girls. Island Park Girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> City Boogie. Awesome. So is it uh so when you mentioned it's come it's already you can stream it now, but yeah. in the summer it's like a physical copy is coming we're, out? Yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're talking about doing a, like a hard release, so a radio release. So oh, nice. full promotion. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we just we, we just have this one idiot that's got to uh finish working on all the artwork and get it all put together. Um he's having a rough time today working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all self-released, Chuck. Uh, we, yeah, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't have a record, a record deal. Um, so, uh, you know, all of that is, it's all independent. And 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 I got a couple of really good friends and bandmates that that uh, particularly, uh, like you know, Jason does a lot of the graphic work for for not only this band but other folks he works with. He does a real good job. He's got a good eye for art and um I, th I think it looks pretty cool we have a kind of a little bit of a retro feel about about the whole thing mm -hmm. um you know the holding on to 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 tradition is really important uh for me and uh but 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 i like to put a spin on it like you said early on you know yeah we, we put a little bit of our own thing on it so yeah for sure um so so one thing i like to do um is kind of you know it's in addition to like getting the backstory on the band is, and, you know, we've talked about influence and stuff, but I'm curious and we've touched a little bit about concerts because Don was talking about concerts, but I was wondering like, what was the first concert you guys went, each of you went to? Oh my God. So, <laughs> so Phil, you, you, go for it. That's a, it's, it's actually kind of embarrassing, well, that's but good. not, but not really, <laughs> not so much the, the, the concert itself, but the yeah. time, because I was 17 before, before my mom let me go to a concert and she wasn't even crazy about it then. Um, <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Like I was like out of all, I was a long hair guy, you know. I mean, I was, I was in a, I was in bands probably three or four years before that. But she was like, "No, you're not going to, be, you're not going to a concert." You know? So the first concert I went to was a, was a was a Bon Jovi Cinderella concert. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Excellent. It was pretty good. It was yeah. good. It was good where, stuff. Where was that at? You know, do you remember? I think it was at the palace of really? all places. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> but you know, after that, it was like lights. You know, it's just like it, it just. You know, I went to all kinds of stuff, man. Some of the coolest shows. I, one of the coolest shows I saw, and I was older at this point, but I saw Dylan at the um, at the uh, at St Andrews Hall, which was pretty cool. There's oh wow, a thousand people there, maybe a little bit more. But I mean, it's pretty cool to see Bob Dylan up close like that. Yeah, and, for sure. And um, you know that this. Uh, for, for, from Bon Jovi to Bob Dylan, you know, a lot of stuff in between. And, and in the eighties, I was, you know, I was into the, into the same, you know, I don't want to maybe the punk scene, but, you know, listen to, you know, all that stuff that Mark, we listened to in high school. Right. 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 I was a big U2 fan later, you know, I oh, was a huge right. U2 fan. Nice. U2 was a big influence in my early music. Um, I like the blues as a huge, you know, huge blues and I love Van Morris and that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah, yeah. Bon Jovi Cinderella is my first concert. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Jason, how about you? 
Oh, was, I think it was, my first show was probably Metallica. Metallica oh, or Slayer, one of the two. Wow. Do you, yeah, do no, you it was it was it was Slayer because we I snuck in when I was young, maybe 15, got in for uh I think it was Alter Sacrifice tour. <laughs> oh crap. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. I still have I still have the old uh baseball tee with the priest impaled with the BC rich on the altar <laughs> um, so, somewhere around here with a lot of holes in it. But I, still, <laughs> that was my first show I ever went to. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. uh, Dan, how about you? Um, guys, I'm trying to you remember. You saw the York brothers show. <laughs> yeah, I, saw the York. I was there when they recorded it. Yeah. Um, no, it was, I think it was that I mentioned the James, I think it was James gang open for Edgar winter. That might've been a crap or Ziggy Stardust tour. Oh shit. Oh shit. Nice. It, yeah. it was one of those. That would be- I saw the red hot chili peppers at the nectarine ballroom. What? Yeah. Oh with the, the original lineup. Holy I shit. was probably 18. Wow. That was oh, a cool show too. That's cool. So yeah, yeah, that was a cool show. There's no stage. I, yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers. There's no stage. You're just right there. <laughs> I think I think Don's got us beat with the Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, the Ziggy yeah. Stardust is pretty sweet. Unfortunately, <laughs> I got to see Bowie before he left, but uh, but uh, that was way later. Way later with Nine Inch Nails. When he I saw the show. I saw the show. Yeah. He and my wife shared a moment. If you remember, he played only new music at that show, yeah. except he played Under Pressure. Yeah. My wife, my wife and I were like side stage, and there weren't a lot of people over there. And he started yeah. playing that. My wife was dancing and going nuts. And, and Bowie looks up at her because he kind of caught her eye and he kind of <laughs> laughed. He kind of <laughs> laughed and waved at her, you know. So that was awesome. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Bowie cool. was so cool. He was such yeah. a cool guy. That's a, yeah. a regret I had because I never saw Bowie live, although I was a fan from high school. Um, and yeah, and Mick Ronson, man, that, that dude's yeah. playing. Fuck. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I'd love to have that feedback coming out of an amp, like, you know, and just <laughs> that raw, just raw. <laughs> so good. Uh, so good. So, so Hugh Pete, <laughs> how about you, man? What was your uh, first uh, concert? Is he still here? Yeah, he's there. I see him. He had the cat in the hat thing going for a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I'm here. I'm back. <laughs> I, I, anyway, uh, my first concert was actually really badass. It was Hank. It was a volunteer jam. It was Charlie Daniels, Hank Jr., Leonard Skinner, Marshall Tucker, Little Feet. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was my first show. I was in 01. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> awesome. 01. Damn. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's a big lineup there. Yeah, yep. yeah. It is. Festival? That's a festival. Yeah. Yeah, it was all day thing. Pine Knob went to my buddy's house and we all got hammered. And one of my <laughs> didn't make it into the show. He drank a, uh, a vodka in 45 minutes. And, oh and uh, so we just kept moving the truck around. We were throwing up in different spots. And, uh, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, been there. Um, it sounds like a good time. Yeah, been good there. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're, we're going in. Yeah. I did that a few times. That reminds me of going to like Ozfest because you know that thing would start at like nine in the morning, and uh, there would be people passed out. I'm like, holy shit, you paid all this money, you're, and it's you're fucking 30. done. 
<laughs> it's 9 30 a.m right it's just starting man <laughs> i missed all the fun stuff oh christ that's take crazy a, take a little nap and see the good bands at the end <laughs> <laughs> i like to get real drunk pass out and then come back later <laughs> right <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm subscribed uh, done at a time or two <laughs> for sure yeah uh, so uh kind of along that same line is uh first record that you bought or cd or yeah or tape or whatever uh jason how about you oh i got it i i'm i think it was def leopard pyromania perfect yeah i think that was the first record i bought it was either it was either that or right around the same time was like like uh motley crew shout out the devil classic you know those those were one of those two were my first two that got me into rock and roll and you know, yeah. that was what was big at the time. And right. I mean, I remember, I mean, Nikki Six was probably a big influence of mine too early on. Just 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 the look, you yeah. know, just like the whole style of them at that time was really, really cool to yeah. me as, you know, you know, 13 or whatever, whatever age I was. But uh, right. yeah, so that that was one of those two, which is pretty much, you know, in that same vein. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Phil, how about you? First record I bought in night it was in 1980 was It's Hard by the Who. Nice. It was, their, it was their last studio record at that time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that that was a big because I was a huge Who fan. Love the Who. That's crazy. That's cool. Awesome. Uh that bought was- at Harmony House. Oh, Harmony yeah. House. I remember that place. I was playing. Yeah, Harmony House. Harmony House. Yeah. yeah. We're all <laughs> we're all old. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What's a Harmony House? Yeah. <laughs> My dad told me about that. <laughs> uh, Don. Uh, it, w- it was ru- a Rubber Soul, the Beatles. Nice. It had just come out. Yeah. And I, I had this little... I, I don't know what my mom got me this. She got me a Beatles lunchbox in first grade. And I, awesome. I loved the guitars on the side. There were two guitars crossed like that on the side. And I remember looking at that going, man, I, guitars, electric guitars, electric guitars. I just like the electric guitars. And then we were, the, there was this little kind of drugstore, convenience store. My dad used to stop. We'd stop in on the way way home. And it just had, at the end of the aisle, they had just a very, very minimal selection of records. That was the only access I had to records when I was like six years old. So um rubber soul was one and i just thought the out the cover looked cool but then it was like well it's also the beatles and my lunchbox is the beatles and they're cool guitars so it's probably cool guitars on this record and then i was blown away because there's other there's sitars and all all sorts of stuff were you seven how old were you six eight maybe no i'm maybe seven maybe i was seven seven. yeah that's pretty cool yeah that's crazy and my dad had already played like he played a gig with ravi shankar at at the thing and um and then i heard the sitar said that's like ravi shankar's sitar and uh, then later i found out oh ravi shankar was played with the beatles and i thought that was cool yeah so i just love that i I love that record wow i remember it was just like just like two rows of records and they had some 45 some singles and that was all you had to pick from so you probably only (laughs) so for the first like five four three or four years of my record I was very, I was just limited to what they would put at the end of the aisle of that store. <laughs> that was it. 
Nice. Glad he saves Don for last because he make, it makes our story some. I know. I saw, I saw the Ziggy Stardust tour. I bought my first record was the Beatles. My dad played with Ravi Shankar. That's bullshit. Yeah, my mom was a war hero. Yeah, showing us up. Oh, no. My brother was Neil Armstrong. Yeah. I like your wallpaper, Pete. Yeah. That's awesome. Why can't that's, we see? That's us in a happy little meth town, if you remember. Yes. <laughs> nice. So, uh, so, Pete, what was your first uh, album or CD or tape? Uh, it was Metallica Load and uh, Standing Westward, wow. Wither Blister Burn. Nice. <laughs> From Kmart. Kmart. From Kmart. Kmart. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> see, now, now people Kmart. don't know what Kmart is now either. I mean, yeah, it's, oh, no. there's know. one left. Yeah, kids today. They Kmart had a huge record. Section. They did. I was going to say. I, yeah. Yep. I mean, compared to the place I was getting records, I would go into a, right. a Kmart. They're like, wow, this place is like. Yeah. Well, I do remember. So, Don, you mentioned that uh, it was a pharmacy because I, 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 I grew. Well, I was born in Detroit, but we moved out to Pinckney. I don't know if you guys know where that is. Um, so it's like two different worlds, you know. And but they, it was a small town. And the only place, you know, that you could buy records in that town was the pharmacy. And they had the yeah. same kind of thing, like two small yeah. little rows um, and some cassettes and stuff like that. And and that was it. And it was just whatever you could get. Although we could, by that time I moved there, I was, uh, I was 11. But in, in a few years, you know, you, your parents were taking you to Brighton, which was a bigger town. And you had more albums and shit that you could get to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but Harmony House, I remember uh, always wanting to, to go to Harmony House because they had like those in-stores um, where they'd have people come and visit and shit. And you were like, oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I mean, I I still remember the, the Harmony House, Gross Point. I remember, I, I remember buying Iron Maiden's record in there. Like, I remember the whole day, like everything about mm -hmm. it. And there's a. I remember opening that cassette and the ink had this, it had this smell to it. And like, even to this day, mm -hmm. whenever I open that cassette, because I still have it, I still <laughs> have it. I, like I could just smell that and remember that whole day of going there, picking out that tape because I got a gift certificate for my birthday. <laughs> you know, like I, like, like that smell brings back that whole day. It's so, it's so weird how smell does that, you yeah. know, but, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it was really, weird. no, no other tape or album ever. It, it was totally different. It must, it was just the ink that they use on that record. Did, did you that, ever have a, did you ever have a cassette case that smelled like weed? <laughs> no, no, no. I That's where you keep your weed, man. No. Not, not when I bought it, but after I bought it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not when I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's nothing like buying music and you get something physical, you know, you get yeah, yeah right. a cassette or a CD or bet the best is an album where the artwork. Yeah. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking as we were talking, especially about like all this, the eighties stuff that, that, that we were into is I can remember a, a big part of my life, not just going to Harmony House and buying records and stuff, but was also listening to the radio. I mean, I met oh, some right. of the biggest like rock hair band guys 
ever just from listening to the radio. And we had a friend who had a brother who was like the savant. And he could he could dial a phone so fast. <laughs> like they'd have, you know, <laughs> yeah, color uh, 13. Metallica, Metallica yeah. was a WLZ and he'd do do do. And, and you'd say, How, how's it going? He'd get mad at you and slam the door and he'd get off and he'd win his tickets or, oh, or a chance to go down there or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. So we saw, I, I saw some of the biggest freaking, you know, pop metal, like Metallica, Dokken, who else? David Coverdale. I mean, David Coverdale was huge, man. Oh yeah, for sure. And I remember I had like similar hair, you know, I remember <laughs> I told David Coverdale, hey, nice hair, nice hair, Dave. I was walking away. I said, nice hair, Dave. Nice. Oh uh, yeah. Cause it was white snake when he got, uh, I mean, he was in deep purple, but. Right. Uh, yeah. No, nothing. White snake was. White snake yeah. Was yeah. yeah. But that was like. You know, White Snake was a pretty good. There it is. Yeah. Nice, nice. White Snake was our was 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 our, you know, in the eighties. Kids that grew up seventies and eighties. Then were was like the answer to Led Zeppelin because Led Zeppelin had had been there'd been a gap, big gap left, right? Oh, for sure. And, yeah. And White Snake seemed to, at least for me and guys I was hanging around, seemed to fill that a little bit. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. we got Jane's Addiction, who I saw at St. Andrews too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I saw Jane's Addiction at the state fairgrounds, I think it was. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they were awesome. That yeah, that power, band. powerful band. Powerful band. And and you know, you mentioned the Warhorses earlier in this. I mean, those I, I it was the first it's this is also a little bit embarrassing, but I hadn't seen the Warhorses until that until that time. Oh, cool. And you know, I could tell after you, you publish your your thing, and I could tell you're a fan of War Horses just from the, the way you write it. But man, I'll tell you what, wow, yeah, wow, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> uh, just, just really, really great, powerful sound. I love that. I love that when you can fill up the stage with you know four people, and just have that kind of musical power that's what it's really more because i'm i'm really about like entertaining and talking about my hair and making <laughs> jokes and stuff right and, and you know so this is a different kind of level of entertainment but but a band that can just create this energy just from the music alone is pretty cool that's pretty that's pretty powerful man yeah great yeah, great band love it I think, I think we're super fortunate i mean um in this area i I'm sure that it, this is the same across the country, but um, this area, well, Michigan in general, but Southeast Michigan in particular, we've got a lot of great talent. Actually, on the west side, too, in Grand Rapids, they've got a ton of bands over there, too. Um, they're sprinkled all over, but um, just a, a wealth of local talent, you know, you guys, and and across the, the spectrum of music, too. You know, it's not just like uh rock or metal or anything you've got great like jason you mentioned the the punk scene you know great punk bands great you know americana you know singer songwriters there's some great bluegrass um you know mark lavengood out in um, oh, yeah, Grand, awesome. yeah that guy kills it wow. and jason denny um so yeah lots of great music and uh, i think we're fortunate to have that i think that yeah, we have, we, we, we do have, we have, you know, Detroit's always birthed a lot of really, really talented people. Um, they don't always stay here, but, you know, there's some really good artists that come out of here musically, especially. Um, we're trying to, uh, we're trying to get into the scene out west of the state a little bit more and uh, up north and yeah, they might have a little bit more audience for, for, for our kind of music. Um, 
Because in Detroit, it's a hard road to hoe in, in this in this genre. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. But we we do get good responses, um, and we and we love doing these festivals. Festivals eventually. Uh, we, Jason and I were talking about, I, I, I did tell Scott Boatwright, you're going to have to do a festival for musicians who play festivals. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a benefit for musicians, you see. So, but, but it, it does, they, they do, they do provide um, a great audience, you know, yeah. and, and we were, we touched on earlier about playing opening for punk bands and those kind of things and, and and none of that's lost i mean as old as we might be we can still bring it pretty damn good yeah. and uh you know it's 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 something that um you know our, our live show is usually is pretty damn entertaining yeah so um you know it's 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 a lot of fun to play with these guys they're 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 among the best out there and i i wouldn't i wouldn't probably be doing this if it wasn't for them either you know yeah um so you guys were, I mean, fantastic at the Corktown Festival. I was really blown away. It was, it was super good. Yeah. Um, Will you catch us again on the 10th? We're playing you, um, the Gaelic League at the, on the cool. 10th. Do you guys uh, know uh, the Bootstrap Boys? You know, as a matter of fact, I was just talking to them today. I, I, th I think it's, I, I think it's their, uh, it's Little Mama from, from that group. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, um, I, I just, it's funny that you mentioned him. I, I reached out to him. And I said, Hey, what do you think about us coming out and playing with you guys uh, showcase or open for you, whatever. And yeah, their immediate response was hell. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> which was pretty cool, you know? Yeah. And, and they, they were, they said it should be easy to get you out here to do something. So that's, that's probably going to be in October. Those guys are, are actually um, pretty busy. I, I looked yeah, at their schedule they're today. Through the, they're booked through the summer. Damn, yeah. and they're playing all over the state. Oh yeah, I, I need little mom on my team. I'll tell you, if she's doing her booking, <laughs> that's who I need, man. Yeah. She's, those, she got turned up. Those man. guys, those guys work hard. I would think you guys would be uh, that would be a good pairing. Uh, yeah, I hope so. You tell them that because we're looking. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. They're going to figure out a date for us to get together, and I, I think probably out early fall. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great sounding band. Love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I got uh, another question for you guys about uh, not so much origin, but um, if you if you could take you know Phil Prophet and his uh, and his fortunes out to any um, any venue in the world, um, where would you guys like to go, and um, who would you like to play with? Who would you like to have on that bill with you? And we'll start with Phil. I mean, what a question, man! I'll tell you what that's a that's a great question. I think I think if I was going to pick a place. I used to, I used to would have said a uh, pine knob would be like my, my pinnacle, but I, I think it, I think it'd be damn cool to play American Legion post 82 in, in East Nashville. Oh yeah. Um, that would be a real cool place to play. Uh, I've seen some great artists play down there. Um, it, that would just, that, that'd be a great place. Uh, who would I play with? I'm going to tell you this and I'll tell you, uh, and, and I believe this 100%, I would take this band in front of any audience if if they let me open up for Dwight Yoakam, I'd do it, and they would oh, tear the house down. <laughs> we would pull it down. Yeah. If they let us open up for, I don't care who you mention, <laughs> this band ripped the roof right off of it. That would be awesome. Dwight, it would be awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm telling you, this is a good. It's a good group of a good group of players I got right here, man. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, say, I Jason, ain't scared. <laughs> Jason, how about you? Uh, that's that's a tough question, man. It really is. I mean, I I don't think I have as uh, is 
grandiose a vision, I think. I mean, not, not that I don't think we can do that. It's just, right. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I, I like smaller venues. I, you know, I don't, I don't even like going to see big shows anymore, you know? So like, I mean, I'd be happy with playing with like Dale Watson at somewhere in Texas or something, you yeah. know, like broken spoke or something, you know, like I'd be, that'd be cool to, for me, you know, <laughs> right. with this. but yeah, I mean, opening for Dwight somewhere or opening <laughs> for, you know, that, that'd be cool. That'd be cool too. So I, I'm, I'm just happy. I'd just be happy, if, you know, just us getting out there around the country and playing more shows, you know, right. you know, yeah. I, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a big picture. I just want a lot of them. <laughs> I'm with you. That's awesome. <laughs> Quantity over quality. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Dan, how about you? Oh gosh. Well, I, Phil put this idea in my head, but, um, so, um, like, so there, there's, there's a real big kick with this kind of music overseas, like, uh, the Black Deer Festival in UK and Kent and, uh, what is it? Milton Keynes, I think it's called Stables, oh. uh, with, uh, play with the water boys. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, th I think that would be like a great pairing. And Phil's like, yeah, why don't you get ask Mike Scott if we could do it? Like, <laughs> I, don't I don't have a direct line to Mike Scott. Um, <laughs> played some gigs with the Water Boys before opening for them, but that would be like um, really fun to go over there and take the music over there, where I think they would just eat it up. I think it would be huge. Yeah, it would be fun um, too. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, you take Let's a band. Yeah. yeah, you take a band from America and you 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 get um, the right booking agent or whoever, and you 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 get your foot in one of those gigs or yeah. one of those festivals. Right. Yeah, that's that's a big thing. Um, yeah. Hell but I think yeah. this band could also it also does great in this in this country too. So it's like oh, there's a sure. ton yeah. of really good places. But that that would that's kind of like a, a daydream like fantasy idea <laughs> you know like yeah go to england and 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 ireland and and yeah uh, it would be awesome would play be awesome. some of those places yeah yeah fantastic. i think there's i think even glastonbury's got like a an acoustic stage or you know like area or something right that would be cool too you know um yeah. i don't know yeah yeah international yeah there you Let's go do it i'm ready all right. All right. Okay. You guys are big dreamers, huh? <laughs> small. Yeah. I'd be well, happy with small. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's all good. I mean, it's Hell yeah. it's, it, it's all good. I mean, even Trixie's is fun. You know, it's like yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A club like Trixie's, but in London, Dingwalls. Oh. That would be a cool place to play. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on Beans with Bands. I, I really appreciate it. Really great to, you know, get to talk with you guys. Um, I just have one last question. You've, you've probably heard it. Um, it's controversial. Hopefully it doesn't create a riff in the band. Um, but pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? Phil? No. No. <laughs> no. Jason? No. No. <laughs> Done. Nope. Oh, all right. <laughs> We're in agreement. Yes. yes. What do you it, think there, Hugh? Yeah, Hugh. 
pineapple on pizza? You guys all said no. Yeah, you're gonna then say yes. It. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that he doesn't like pineapple. I know he's allergic to it. <laughs> he's no, like, I don't mind pineapple. Uh, I used to work at a pizza place, and I didn't. I I don't really care for it on pizza. Uh, it doesn't really all that great. Yeah, um, I agree. But I, I don't mind it outside of pizza. But yeah. So, but anyway, you know that being said, you know, fuck you guys. <laughs> I'm this innocent tag along here. <laughs> right. Guilty by yourself. Well, guys, thanks again for being on Fans with Bands. Really appreciate it. And thanks look, for having I us look show. forward to seeing you guys soon. Yeah, we hope to see you again soon, man. Thank you All again. Right. Yeah. On the 10th. All right. Yeah. See you guys. All right. See you guys. Thanks to Phil, Don, Jason, and Pete for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. It was great to get a chance to talk with Phil and his band, Phil Prophet and his Fast Fortunes, about how they got together and their plans for a new album coming out this summer. In the meantime, get out to a show to hear their blend of country, Americana, and rockabilly swing. Check out their social media for upcoming dates. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>